Blog Talk Radio. Show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516- Four five three nine one one eight, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart, or you can go into our chat room, which is available right now, where you can see your questions, your prayer requests, or comments. Also, for those who may be on social media, you can catch me on reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. ReconnectMyHeartPodcast.com, as well as those who like to um, look on Facebook, you can go on my page, brother. I hope and pray that you all had a great, great day. Hopefully, everyone able to hear me. If you're able to hear me, if you're able to hear me, say yes, uh, 
I hear you or something. Um, <laughs> I found out, as a matter of fact, after the show last Sunday, I found out why my mic was not coming on. I was so embarrassed. I was like, man, all the work I was doing to come to find out, I forgot to plug it in. <laughs> but let's go to show you how sometimes you can be busy and doing something but because your focus is not completed on what you're doing, sometimes you may overlook an important thing. And so, hey, that was a thank you. <clears throat> that was a revelation for me how sometimes, you know, I, I thought I'm up here looking and normally I have, by the way I sit, I like to have uh, different uh, sites for me to see certain things. So I was like, man, but I did use my ram in the bush. So thank God for that. I hope and pray that y'all had a great, great day. Um, this being July, thank God for God, he has covered us. And so what we're going to do uh, today is normally uh, an extension of a, a post I made on Facebook yesterday. Um, it actually caught a lot of attention and I was asked to kind of speak on it on the show. So I said, okay, I'll do it. So where it came from, it was actually this post right here. And I am going to show it. Um, I'm going to read it first. I start off saying somebody needs to hear this. And it reads like this. It says, You've done for everybody else. Today, do something for yourself. And don't feel guilty about it either. Shoot. If you don't take care of you, them folks you always doing things for won't. You need to let grown folks grow up and handle their own business. It's funny you only hear from them when they want something and they call you because they know you won't say no. You'll even give your very last. Well, <clears throat> well, don't let them folks rush you to an early grave. Let them stand on their own two feet. They'll be all right. Start today by making yourself a priority in your own life. Hashtag self-care is wealth care. Be blessed. And I, I made a picture of a young lady that was enjoying a bubble bath, eating some cake, with no worries at all. Now, I did that because actually there wasn't a post I wanted to make uh, yesterday, and I was going to write something, and all of a sudden it was like God was just tugging on me about speaking about self-care, especially in this hot, hot, where gas is high, hot summer. I was seeing like a vision of people ripping and running 
doing things for others, doing things for able-bodied people. They were ripping and running for other people while those that they were doing the full were chilling, doing their own thing. And I felt the need to just go ahead and just say something. And, of course, some people, I'll put it like this. Sometimes when a post or if a sermon is coming forth and you're guilty of it, if you're exposed and you know you need to do better and you want to do better, hey, it's like, hey, God, you're talking to me, and I know if you're talking to me, you're going to help me overcome this. Okay. There are some people that like that. But then there are others. They can hear a message or read a post, and next thing you know, instead of them accepting it and start doing better, the first thing, oh, he must be talking about me. Well, first of all, that's your guilty conscience. And so with that, this is when we really need to start taking inventory of us telling people. We really need to start examining because, like I said, we do for so many people. You know, what I found out, especially maybe because I'm a little biased because me working in the jail, I see so many mothers, I see so many grandmothers, they'll come up there, they'll end up doing everything for, don't get me wrong, everybody in jail ain't bad, everybody in jail ain't disobedient, ain't no, everybody in jail ain't no hellraiser. I totally understand that. I've seen, but there are people that's been in jail for mistaken identity, sometimes, uh, you know, just people throwing them in the jail or accusing them or something. I've seen that, so I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about those who deliberately doing things that they know they're not supposed to do, and then instead of them owning up to the responsibility and dealing with the consequences, they'll end up calling mama or calling big mama to come up there and fight for them. To You know, matter of fact, um, this happened several times. There have been times where um, the inmate may have sent their mother or grandmother up there. Uh, uh, my my child is being uh, abused. My child is being neglected. And I'm looking at their child. This big old six foot six, almost 300 pound rascal. I'm looking at the buff card and it's showing all the reports. This dude is a bully. This dude is beating up everybody in the cell. This dude ain't this dude ain't being uh mistreated. This rascal is mistreating everybody else. And he ended up playing this con game to make his mama end up, you know, uh uh trying to trying to get on her good grace and, you know, the mama being naive and the grandmama being naive. My baby would never do anything like that. But I'm looking at his behavior. I know that child. That child is horrible. You know, so these type of things are going on. And so real briefly, I just want to just talk to those who may be watching to kind of talk about some things for us to be able to understand when to say no, but most importantly, the power of saying no. 
It is so important who need to hear no to tell them no. We need to say to them no, N-O, without feeling guilty. Sometimes when we tell people, first of all, I'll say it like this. When somebody asks us for a favor, uh, say, can, can I have $10? Or, hey, can I use your car? No. Why not? First of all, you already gave me a question, and I answered it. Now, the problem is not that I answered you. It's, it's not the answer that you were wanting. See, when you tell somebody, uh, when you tell somebody your answer, even if they don't like it, you don't owe anybody an explanation, especially if it pertains to you doing them a favor or you, let's just say you end up bending backwards for them. The thing is, you gave them an answer. It's best for you to make sure that you stick to your answer. So many times we'll tell somebody no, and then we'll change our mind. And we'll deliberately do that. And it's not just a one-time thing, but it's a pattern of us end up changing our mind all the time. And what happened, we could always tell them no the first time until they wear us down and, or get on our nerves. And then, <laughs> but just forget it. I'll just, I'm going to do it this time, but I ain't going to do it no more. You said that five or six other times. To be honest with you, it's pretty much game. You know, it's so important. Matter of fact, I see somebody saying, yes, yeah, usually it only works out to the person asking for something. Yes, indeed. They go, people, now don't get me wrong. There are times where we all have fell on hard times. I'm not talking about that. I'm not even talking about the people who, you know, hey, to ask you for a favor, and you have the ability to help them, and you know that they're good for it, and they'll appreciate it. I'm not talking about them. Because like I said, at some point of our life, we, we may have all been in that situation. But I'm talking to those good-hearted people who always helping people don't know how to say no. And they always feel drained. Not just a physical drain, but an emotional drain. There are people that will come to you with their garbage. They'll come to you with their responsibility instead of them taking their responsibilities up for themselves. So with that, you have to be responsible, not just pertaining to the things that God has given you possession of, but also even your answers of saying yes or no. God wants us to be a good steward stewardship. And with this stewardship, that means not just possession, but also the responsibilities and for us to make sure that we own what we say. The Bible tells us, let our yay be yay and, you know, you know yes be yes, not no means no. In other words, you're giving them a clear answer. So let's be honest. If you know you don't want to do it, or if you know you're not going to do it, tell that person. That person is entitled to an answer. Now they may not be they may not be entitled to an explanation why, but they are entitled to an answer. 
And so what I tell people is when you tell people, yes, okay, then follow through with it. But if you tell someone no, leave it as that and keep on going. Don't be like, well, well, I'll see. And your motives aren't even to see, but your motive is to stall. Then the person that asks you to do something ain't the wrong one. It's you. The Bible tell us, and even I'll say this in this context, the Bible tell us, man looks at the outer appearance, but God looks at the heart. That means God look at your motives. God already knew that you don't, you ain't going to do it. You just, well, uh-uh, no. You say no. If you know you're not going to do it, say no. So that way they can go on because pretty much if you know you're not going to do it, then that says something about your character when you're not allowing the person to have the answer that they need. They need the answer for them to move on. They may have someone else. See, you might be the first person they go to, but they may have other people that they can go to. And so if you tell them, no, okay, okay, well, thank you anyway. You know, I'll try someone else. That's fine and dandy. But when you, well, I see, it's like they may be waiting. They may be waiting. And because of your integrity, you should tell them, no, but when you don't do that, it's like you're putting them on hold. That's not a good thing. Now, it's one thing if you're trying to, okay, well, let me see. I can't make any promises, but let me see something. And you do pull forth the effort, and then something happened. Well, hey, that was not your intention. And, of course, we know things happen. But at least. You were a person of your word and you were a person of your integrity to make sure that you did try. But when you know your motives ain't to do it, then you owe that person an answer so they can go on. So with that, being able to know when to say no. Now, first of all, I always tell people, if you do something for someone or if you give them something, Make sure you give something that you can afford to lose. You know, if someone if someone asks you for something, excuse me, someone asks you for something, well, you know, um, I give it back to you, you know, in two more weeks. I give it back to okay, that's fine and dandy. If you are able, then you can give it. But of course, anything can happen where that two weeks come. And they're unable to give it. But make sure you don't give them like your rent money where you know that you have to scratch for it and you gave it to them and you anticipating them giving it back to you in two more weeks. Well, what happens if the two weeks that they said they'll be able to give it to you, what happens if it's two months from now? Now you end up going to the red. But I always tell people, Give what you can afford to lose. In other words, now, I'm not saying for you to tell them, hey, look, this is a gift. You ain't got to pay them back or you ain't got to. No. But you may tell them, hey, they gave it back to you. All right, well, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. And then they ask, they ask the next time, okay, here you go. Well, don't worry about it. You know, or even if they try to give it back to you, oh, don't worry about it. 
But you have to make sure to be responsible because I tell people, when you're doing for others, you have to make sure you have to look at what you're responsible for. You have a responsibility. Give an example. Like, for example, um, right now I have a son. And if I do anything for others or even if I try to assist someone, I have to look at it's not just coming out of my pocket and it's not just finances. It could be your time or your talent. I'm not just giving out of my own resources. I'm giving out of my son's resources too, or and even those that may be dependent upon me. Why? Because that that I'm giving to someone else to help them is probably going to those that I'm responsible for. So if I do give out, it's almost like I have to quote unquote mentally ask permission from those that I'm responsible for. My son is dependent upon me. And so if he's dependent upon me and I'm always giving out, giving out, giving out, giving out, then when he needs something, then he can't come to the source that he's relying upon because I have used all of my resources to give out to those that really may have been able to get it for themselves. So in other words, it's more to you. It's more to you that you got to take care of your responsibility, but also you have to be mindful of the responsibilities that you are already supposed to be taking care of, such as, like I said, your family or your business, whatever. You have to make sure that your stock is set before you be able to outsource anybody else's help or aid anybody else. You have to make sure. Also, with that, I always tell people, make sure, make sure that if you do help someone, you check the integrity of that person. Okay? Now, someone asked me, hey, matter of fact, good example. We've all been to the store at one point. We've been to the store, and we see the person that's checking out in front of us. Well, they might have been short. You see them with baby diapers. You see them with baby bottles. You see them with meat. You see them with grocery. And they might be a little short. You sometimes want to just go ahead and just take care of I know I've been there. I want to just go ahead and just take, hey, you know, don't worry about it. I pay for it. But when you look at their grocery, they got a six-pack of liquor. They got two or three cartons of cigarettes. And they're trying to figure out what they got to get rid of. Wait a minute now. It don't take much. You got you to gotta get rid of them cigarettes first. You got to get rid of that, that liquor. You know, don't ask me to give you some extra money when your priorities ain't straight. You got to decide between the cigarettes and the baby diapers or the baby formula. Come on now. That's bad arithmetic. That's bad. Look here, this whole saying, that dog ain't going to hunt. No, so if I see, hmm, oh, no, 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 mm-mm, no, something ain't right about that picture. And so when we decide to try to help someone, it is our responsibility to do some research. 
find out if we supposed to be if we choose to help them, we gotta find out first and foremost why are they in the situation that they're in. Let's be honest. Now some people, well, you know, ain't none of my ain't it ain't none of your business. Well yes it is. Because I tell people where my time, where my talent or where my finances go, my advice goes. Now if I give one time it depends. First of all, I always tell people you got to gauge who you're giving to. You got to gauge who you're helping out. Now, there, like I said, there are people that may fall on hard times. Okay. That doesn't mean that they're a bad person. Things happen. Look, when the pandemic happened, something that never happened before in this lifetime where things have been shut down, hey, that's totally understandable. But then also, just looking at when things get, you know, Unfortunate things happen, things out of our control. Okay, that's one it's one scenario. And then that's another scenario where these are good hearted people, but they just have bad management skills. Okay, so when you look at that, okay, well, you know, hmm. Let's look at your priorities. Look at your priorities. You know, you you know, they they short, you know, let's just say they short uh, $25, pay on a car note or whatever. Okay, you short $25, you want somebody, you know, you need to get $25 to help pay on your car note. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But you see them, you see their Facebook page, and they taking pictures, you know, they've been, look, they went on a vacation, they gone out, to the club and all that stuff. You see their timeline. You see for the past month, they've been going out every weekend. You see them, you know, making it rain or whatever. And you're like, wait a minute. Out of five weeks that you've been going out, if you had to have $5 a week held back, then you would have had $25. You wouldn't be asking me for that money. <laughs> Let's be honest. We got to look at hmm, the integrity of that person, but also, like I said, look and see their priorities. You got to look, you got to investigate. You know, so many times what we'll do, we'll go ahead and just give it because we don't want to deal with it. We want to hurry and get them out of our face. But when we give and we're not instilling something in them, you know what that, that gives the opportunity for, the, for? for them to come back. Think about it. Sometimes sometimes people have to have that conversation with someone that's going to hold them accountable. Okay, you want to go out, or, okay, you want to go out with this guy, you want to go out with this girl, or whatever, but let's be realistic. You can't afford to go out to them places that you're going. You're trying to go to Carabas, you're trying to go to uh, Old Warsaw, all these expensive restaurants. You're trying to live above your means to try to appease someone, and you can't afford it. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul, and you still ain't got nothing to show for it. Hmm. And this is me. I'll tell off on myself. Those that know me, I'll tell off on myself. When this when I was younger, okay, not now, but when I was younger, when I was younger and I was um, I was trying to date a young lady. My thing was, hey, look, 
I wanted to impress. I would start off so high, but my daddy said, hey, look, what you need to do, excuse me, what you need to do, you got to start off what you can afford and you build up. That sound good, but I was like, but I ain't going to wear no heart. Well, to be honest with you, if it take me trying to live above my means to win her heart, then I'll never have her heart because I will always be trying to gauge my whole life to trying to give and actually even becoming somebody that I'm not. That's not my lifestyle. That wasn't my lifestyle. And so now I learned how to be comfortable in my own skin. I had to learn that. And so it sucks. Right now, some of y'all might see me at Subway. Some of y'all may see me at Chick-fil-A. Oh, I love Chick-fil-A. But I do go somewhere to eat. And sometimes eat me even being, if you want to say eating fancy, sometimes I sit up and go to Cotton Patch and have that anointed strawberry pecan salad with that extra dressing. Mm. And them croutons and added tomatoes and some chives. I can afford that. And so, hey, even if I want to, you can go get a coupon. Don't be ashamed. And so that was a little lesson I had to learn myself. Not only learning to tell somebody no, but sometimes I had to learn to tell myself no. No to self. No to self. Hey, look here. Sometimes you gotta look at your you gotta look at yourself in the mirror. Because sometimes it ain't the other person. Sometimes we enable people to sometimes treat us the way that they treat us. Mm. You know what? That sounds like another conversation for another day. But sometimes what we have to do, we have to be able to be responsible enough to tell people no as well as being able to discipline ourselves and tell ourselves no. Sometimes, sometimes that no, will it be easy? No. Sometimes it's difficult, but it's best. Sometimes it's best because it's a teachable moment. Like I said, it, it, it gives discipline. It teaches discipline. Also remove the worry and stress because sometimes there are people, if they know that they can come to you and you easy, you have easy access to you and you easily say yes, then what happens, it gives them the responsibility of dumping their responsibilities or their problem or their business on us. And so now we carry our business or our responsibilities as well as theirs. And most of the time when we handle other people's responsibilities as well as our own responsibilities, oftentimes we'll try to hurry up and take care of their responsibilities first as a first priority, and we'll put our responsibilities in the back burner. And what happens? We end up stressing ourselves out. We end up worrying. We end up losing sleepless nights. Why? Because we're operating in something that God did not authorize us to. That's why it is so important for us to be able to learn the responsibility of first examining who are we helping, who are we dealing with. 
that's why it's so important for us to always first pray first. Pray to ask God, God, okay, this person asked him for some assistance and all this and all that. But it's not just praying. That's the easy part, the first priority. But we do something after we pray. Oftentimes we will pray and we end up doing, going, getting up and doing exactly what we think is best, and we're not even waiting for God's response. Praying and we'll get up and go and do it anyway. Well, what's the point of you praying? I'm going to throw myself in there, too. What's the point of us praying when we're going to do what we think we're going to do or what we want to do anyway? And then what happens? We don't get the results that we anticipate. We don't get those results. Well, you know, I tried to help them. Well, to be honest with you, did you ask God if that was your assignment or not? Well, no, I didn't. Well, that's what happened. And so with so when we're helping them, we try a lot of times because we try to be good Christian people. We don't want to tell them that we don't want to hurt their feelings. We'll spare their feelings, but we won't spare our stress level. We won't spare our peace. We won't spare our finances. We would jeopardize our joy, our happiness to try to appease someone else, sometimes the people that are not even appreciative. Sometimes the people that they get this, they use. I'm not, I'll, and this is no offense, but they'll end up using us or using people because they know that we won't say no. Hmm. They'll take people for granted. They'll take other, like I said, not only, and this is me being real, not only in in the time that, you know, I've tried to help, but also finding out subconsciously I might have been the one that needed to hear no also. You know, sometimes it takes us to be able to stand on our own two feet or even hearing the word no in order for us to realize that we have two feet that God has given us for us to stand up for ourselves. So I'm not just talking as far as, well, you know, I had to help the purpose. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about even if you examine your own life, what if you had to be the one to hear no for you to go ahead and do it for yourself? You have to learn to do it for yourself. I've been there been there. I ain't too, like like uh, David Ruff said, ain't too proud to beg. Well, I ain't too proud to acknowledge that I was there too. Regardless if I was a kid or a grown adult, I had to learn to stand on my own two feet. Sometimes God will set up an opportunity for you to hear that no for him to tell you, yes, I want you to do it. Oftentimes, have you been, have you been looking around for people to help you to you know, I need somebody to help me do this. I need, you know, can you help me and all this and all that? And you hearing the no, no, no. You hearing the door slam in your face and everything. You're like, man, where's my help? And all of a sudden God say, I'm your help. I want you to do it. You know, so when I'm up here looking to throw my responsibility on somebody else, he said, uh-uh, 
I'm shutting that door because that's your responsibility I gave for you to do. Oh, okay. So like I said, not just us telling people no, but sometimes we have to hear the no ourselves so we can be in a position to give somebody a yes. Hmm. Tell you. That really caught my attention because probably because the way that I am now, you know, I had, even right now, this might be a little bit off the subject, but even right now, I know me, God is now teaching me how to delegate responsibilities where I'm used to doing everything by myself, for myself or whatever. And so when people come to, they may want to help me. I'm like, no, that's okay. I do it myself. I'm used to that. And one time I was, eating a, I was doing an assignment. I was writing my book, and God told me to reach out to my little brother, have him to help me. I'm like, well, I can do it myself. He said, no, do it. Okay. And so when I asked him to help, that was a bonding moment. That was an opportunity for us to have a bonding moment. And so God knew way beyond what I knew. I didn't know anything. And so, like I said, now I'm at the point where, you know, I'm used to doing things on my own. You know, if it's something I need to do, I'll learn how to do it myself. But then also there are times where God say, do it on your own. But then there are other times God may say, okay, now you need to allow someone to help you. Like I said, I'm learning. So now going back. So in in us being able to in us being able to look at if we're getting ready to assist someone, if people ask us to help them, and like I said, it's not just finances. It can be your time. It can be your talent. It can be whatever, a conversation. You know, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going through something. Just even lending your ear, being responsible because sometimes there may be people, look, there may be people they just want your ears, but they don't want your response. They just want your ears. They just want to vent. But when you tell them and give them advice, they don't want to hear it. Oh, no. Uh, hey, look here. That's a pet peeve for me. You know, because time is of the essence. Time is important. And so you need somebody more than just, you know, somebody. I just want to vent. But if you want to vent, you need to get a dog. This, my time my time is important. Hey, look here. If you if you're gonna use my ears, you're gonna to listen to my words. Give me the same thing pertaining to finances. Give me the same thing pertaining to finances or anything else. If someone asks for your assistance, your words are attached to it also. Access to your words are attached to it. So in other words, if somebody always asks you, let's say, asks you for money every other week for the past six months. You have every right, every right to try to give them some advice. Well, let me see what's going on. You know, let, let, me, let me see if I can help you. You know, but not, I, I can handle my business, baby. No, you can't. You're failing. Well, if you can handle your business, you wouldn't be asking me to help you within your business. Let's be honest. So if you end up giving someone some assistance, you have every right to verbalize some advice to help them to stay on their own feet. Then, but to stay on their own two feet. 
Also, I do have to say this. I have to say this right now because I don't want to forget. In the times that we help people, we have to understand to examine, are they in a deficit because of bad management or is it because of disobedience or are they being punished by God? Why is that? Because if you look at when I was growing up, maybe y'all never experienced this, but I used to get a whooping. And so when my mom was getting a belt and she whooped to hit on me. But if by chance, if my sister, if my sister was close to me and she was not the guilty party, but if she was close to me, that belt would not just hit me, but sometimes that belt would reach over to not only hit me, but hit her. Why? Because she was too close to me because I was the one being punished. And sometimes when we close to the people who being punished, sometimes we receive their licks also. So in other words, when somebody is being, if you want to say punished or being disciplined, that's a better word. If someone being disciplined by God or being disciplined by their bad decisions, then we have to make sure that we're not contributing to their bad decisions because that judgment or the penalty that they are getting, sometimes we end up getting it also because we'll be guilty by association. That's something we have to remember. You know, so in other words, asking ourselves, are we contributing to someone else's foolishness? Are we contributing to someone else's bad decisions? Ask yourself, and look here, I don't care how you, well, I'm just trying to help them. I'm doing this for them. I'm doing this for this. I'm doing this for that. But you can do it for all you want. The question is, did you ask God and what did God say? See, we have to look beyond what we're doing or what we're trying to do. We got to look beyond what our efforts are. Because like I said, sometimes our efforts are the ones that get us in trouble. You may have good intentions, but doesn't mean that doesn't mean that it's the right intentions. You may have a good heart, but you might be helping a bad situation. So we have to gauge that with prayer. We have to gauge that within prayer. We have to gauge that to make sure that we understand the importance of our contribution in people's lives. It's very important because, like I said, God wants us to be good stewards. And a lot of times we just associate that within church. But it's pertaining to every aspect of our lives. So it's so important for us. You know, I'm going to be honest because this is a time that, you know, many people are dating, people are looking for love and everything. And so you have to be careful even when you try to help someone, someone that you may be in a relationship with or someone you might be pursuing or trying to pursue. You have to examine the person and examine the situation and understand if that person is not trustworthy, you don't need to deal with that. 
you have to trust the integrity of the person. Now, let's just say, hey, that person saying, well, you know, I need to pay my, my, my phone bill. Or I got to pay my, my gas bill or whatever. First and foremost, I tell people, it's best don't wait to the last minute. You know, okay, well, you know, your, your gas your gas going to get cut off at the house. Your electricity going to get cut off at the house. They're going to cut off your electricity tomorrow. Okay, they were finna cut off, they finna cut off your electricity tomorrow, but you just asked me today when you've been not just thirty days but sixty days behind. Come on now. So for those who always ask people for help, I'ma say this. Don't wait till the last minute. Don't wait till the last minute because you may be disappointed. And sometimes some people, they'll wait to the last minute because that person know, they know that that person, well, if I tell them at the last minute and let them know I'm in a crunch, I know that they're going to pull through. Well, you know what? That's manipulation. You know, Christians are not supposed to do that. You, you know, Christians really don't do that. R- real believers, they, they, they don't do that. I, I, I hope. Now, I'm not saying you. Maybe somebody that you know, you know, we, we're not supposed to do that. Real Christian, we don't manipulate people. We don't we don't play with people's emotions. We don't do that. No, no, we don't do that. So understand it is our responsibility. If we need help, we need to get help immediately. Think about it. We'll call 911 when there is an emergency. We will oftentimes call them Right then and there. Because why? Because we need the help right now. Well, how about we use that same principle pertaining to our situations instead of waiting to the last minute? And, you know, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell people this. Even if you got your situation, even if you got yourself in that situation, it's good to at least get, at least tell somebody before you get into the hole. Tell people you need help before interest and fees, late fees, and all that stuff accumulate. You know, I found out for those who, those who have ever had to pay the IRS, look here. Those who have ever had to pay the IRS, their interest and penalties compounded daily. And at one point, I used to have to pay. I was on a payment plan, and at one point, I was paying on more than one year at a time. I had to make sure, and when I was sending my money order, I had to make sure I put the date, uh, excuse me, the year that I was making a payment on. And I found out, get this, let's just say if I was paying the taxes of 2020 and 2019, well, Let's just say that I'm finished paying on 2019, and I continue to just send that money in, send my money in. Well, guess what? If I don't put down, I'm I'm paying on 2020, if I don't put it down, that money that I'm putting in for, it may show that I'm overpaying in 2019. I'm finished paying, but I'm overpaying, overpaying, I'm overpaying. And you know what they'll do? They'll send me a refund of what I'm overpaying from 2019. But you know what? Instead of them carrying that money over, um, since I'm finished paying on 2019, them they're not going to 
send that money over twenty's account. They'll send that money back because I overpaid twenty nineteen. But guess what? Penalty, interest, all them fees, late fees, they build it up on twenty twenty. Why is that? It's not their responsibilities to try to find out what I'm paying for. Because I have to write down specifically and I have to say it because that's my business and my responsibility. And you can't rely upon somebody else to take care of your responsibility. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to own up to what we're supposed to do and make sure. In other words, don't don't put that responsibility on somebody else to make sure that your business is straight. I found out the hard look here. Like I said, those that know me, now, shoot, you talking about an independent brother, I like I said, I'm not being funny. I don't like relying upon people. If I need to make a payment, if I need to pay a bill, I do it myself. I do it myself. I make sure. And and, and also what I found out, you even own up to your responsibility. Own up to it. You know, being able to say, you know what, yeah, I messed up. Or, you know what, if I had went on and did this, then I wouldn't have been in a situation where I had to depend upon this person or that person or whatever I said, you know. Now, it may disappoint you when you give the responsibility of someone to someone else to take care of fight and they fail. But if you should be able to look at yourself and say, you know what, that was a lesson well learned. Hey, I'm not going to be upset with them. I'm let to be a lesson for me to make sure I don't put myself in a situation where I have to depend upon somebody because you up here stressing trying to figure out, hoping and praying that they paid it, hoping and praying they took care of your business. But understand, nobody going to take care of your business better than you. Think about it. And sometimes the only reason why they'll take care of your business because they're going to benefit from your business. Hmm. So that's something to think about. It's something to think about. Being responsible for your own business. So with that being said, it's okay to tell people no. It's okay to not feel guilty. You should not feel guilty when you tell people no that they cannot receive something that pertains to you. That's your thing. And some people, you know, like I said, they try to throw that guilt trip. That, well, you know, and you call yourself a Christian. You know, the Bible says it's better to give than receive. Okay, you said that. Well, thank you for telling me. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, when are you going to give me something? You got to flip it back at them. Don't feel guilty because, like I said, there are people that want to use you. So that's why it's so important for us. We always talk about in the Bible, it, it, the Bible tells us. Number one, there are rules to see clothing, but also we need to examine everything. The Bible tells us to try the spirit by the spirit of God. We got to line up everything because God will, I'm telling you, God will reveal the motives and the intents of people. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, God will give, now I'm going to say this, 
God deals with us in a variety of ways. God may minister to you audibly. God may show you a dream. God may show you a vision. God may tell you, God, like I said, in so many different ways. Excuse me. So God will tell you and forewarn you about things before things happen. God will tell you, hey, look here. Save some money because somebody gonna. Act, I'm saying somebody. I don't want to say anybody's name. Let's say um, Jacob's gonna ask you for some money. They're having hard times. I'm 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 allowing you to help them. They need help. This is one of mine, and their motives are okay. They you know. They they having a hard time. Okay, and then all of a sudden, you know, instead of you, you know, spending all your money at the grocery store or this and that, you know, you save your little money, save you some money, and then all of a sudden, two hours later, you at the house, you get a phone call, and it's Jacob. Hey, how you doing? You know, I'm 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 so embarrassed, but I, I gotta ask you a favor. Um, do you mind if I borrow blah 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 blah? Like, man, no problem. I'll be over there in a minute. No problem. No problem. You can come over here. Or you know what? Let me come over there. You give it to them, you know, and you let them know, hey, the Lord led me to hold something back because he showed me that not only you were going to need it, but I want to I tell you this. I want you to have it. If you are able to pay me back, fine. If you're not, don't put yourself in the mind. You take care of your, you take care of your business. These are people that have integrity. These are people that not trying to run no game, not trying to use you. I ain't, like I said, there are people, like I said, we just follow hard times. I want to make sure that, uh, make sure that, my, um, make sure I can be heard. One, two. Okay, good, good, good. I have to make sure, I have to make sure that, um, the mic was working, make sure it can continue to work. But, like I said, there are people that we fall on hard times. But then there are other times God may tell you, hey, look, be ready because this person going to come up to you and ask you for this, ask you for that, just to let you know they're coming. You got to tell them no. When God tells us stuff like that, he's forewarned us and he's given us the courage He's giving us the wisdom and the courage to tell them no, because if he's telling us that, he's telling us for a reason, because most of the time we end up trying to help them, and those are the ones that don't want our, excuse me, don't need our help. They just want our help. Those are the ones that their priorities are jacked up. Those are the ones that like to run games. Those are the ones that God said, hey, look here. That's a bad person, bad person. And like I said, you have your responsibilities. The things that God gave you, he trusts them with you. You don't want to lose the things that God gave you because you have mismanaged it and given it to people who's not going to really, really, really give back. Or sometimes some people... They don't deserve our help. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve our 
and like I said, it's not just the finances. It could be the conversation. It could be, you know, your skill, whatever. There are people that will try to use you, use you, use you, use you. And I'm going to say this, this for free. <laughs> this might get me kicked out, but I'm going to say it anyway. There are people that will use you deliberately, and they are believers or profess to be believers. There are some they will try to use your gift or your talent. They'll try to, you know, I, I need you to do that. I need you to do that. And let's be honest, you know, gas costs. You know, me coming all the way to, to Mississippi and, you know, well, you know, uh, uh, you're doing it for the Lord. Well, thank you, but, you know, I had to, I had to spend $150 just to come down here. I spent I spent hundred fifty dollars worth of gas to come down here when I'm up here I'm on a budget. You know? So you always have to consult God. If people wanna use you, if people want if people want anything of you or from you, you have to consult God. The Bible tells us acknowledge him in all our ways and he shall direct our path, uh meaning make our pathway straight. He'll He'll remove every obstacle, and he'll give us an answer that's crystal clear. God is not the author of confusion. God not Look, God not going to give you no riddles or anything like that. I'm saying it from firsthand experience. God will give you a direct answer if you direct with him. So if God going to give us a direct answer, then we need to give people a direct answer too. Something to think about. So with that, it's very important for us to Take care of Y-O-U. Like I said, nobody's going to take care of you better than you. Nobody. You have to, you have, to have that you time. And, and, and those that know me, I don't mind being transparent. I'm, and, and hopefully, even just me being transparent will help somebody else. And I use myself for an example because I, I don't like seeing people when, number one, I haven't gotten their permission. And then also, there are some people, I don't like telling other people business. I'll tell my own. But a turning point for me was when I lost my sister. You know, that was my go-to girl, and, you know, we talked and all that stuff. But now, since she hadn't been here, now she's no longer with us, I have my me time more often. I don't talk on the phone like I used to. Because now, to God more, I've I've always, you know, talked to God, don't get me wrong. I've always talked to God, but I talk to God more, but I also talk to myself more, too. I need to know more about me. I need to know about June. Now, that's my, that's my nickname and my, my middle name. I call myself June. I need to know more about June. I need to know about me. And sometimes... God may give me revelations through the conversation of talking to me or me talking to June, myself. I'm like, wow, I needed that. Oh, wow, God, thank you. Oh, wow, yes. Because those that know me, I love being transparent. But not just being transparent on the podcast, but being transparent with myself. Because to be honest with you, if you're not transparent with yourself, 
then you're going to forever be in denial. And you won't be able to get the proper healing that God wants you to have. So many of us, we have our, we have our healing within grasp. We have our healing within reach. But we're refusing it because we're not being real and transparent. We're we trying to put on a facade that make people think that we're safer than thou. We're stronger spiritually than thou. No, look at everybody know you about this close from cracking. And so for you to get the help that you need, we got to be real and transparent and ultimately be real and transparent with yourself. Being real and transparent with God, but also with yourself. Because you may try to fool yourself, but you can't fool God. And so now God wants us to be in a position for us to be able to, okay, hmm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I said, just me having more me time and, and also me gauging even conversations, if it's a personal conversation or even in ministry. And like I said, even for those who may be in ministry or those who love to help people and all that stuff, understand when you try to help people, don't go beyond what God told you to give them. I'm going to say it like this. There were times where when I was younger, I remember I was ministering to a person and I used to call them every Saturday to pray for them, to talk to them, to encourage them. Let's just say if I was on the phone with them for three hours, four hours, spending my time laboring, trying to pray for them. And they're like, oh, yes, yes, I received that. Yes, yes, yeah, you know. God want to heal you from your high blood pressure medication. Yeah, yeah, I want him to. I want him to. I'm going to fast and pray with you. Okay, yes, yes, thank you. And I'm up here fasting and praying and talking to the Lord on their behalf. And they're home eating a ham sandwich, a fat burger, and all that stuff. Ain't exercising, ain't doing what they're supposed to. And I'm like, man. And so I quit calling. And then I remember months later, it's been so long ago, months later, I overheard a conversation that they were talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother June used to call me to check on me, but he stopped. I said, when you start doing what I told you to do, then I may call back. Times I found out some people, they don't want to be delivered. They don't want to be delivered from their thing. They just want to be rescued from their thing. There's a difference. Deliverance is when they're walking on when they walk out of their own two feet. But being rescued is when someone come in and try to get them out, but guess what? They're gonna go back in. So I was like, wow, okay. Like I said, this is one of the things that God had to teach me in the conversation he had with me. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. Just in case, I don't mind being transparent. I need help. And I know the only one that can help me is God. So I so I tell people, I need God. I need God. I don't mind being transparent. I need God. You might be all right, but I need God. I'll be the first one. Hey, look here, God, look here. You don't know if it wasn't for you, I would have ended up catching a case. I would have ended up chicken choking somebody and not feel regretted. 
and not even regret it. And I'm still saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and led with fire. And so I had to learn. I said, God, I need to. So with every situation, being able to consult him because they actually developed a closer relationship, a more intimate relationship. And also is showing God how much we trust him in situations. And when we trust him, he trusts us. So it's so important for us to be able to actually go to God and asking God, okay, God, if this is something that I need to do, if it's something I need to do, yes or no, okay? Also, another example, let's just say if I had $100, I had 10 $10 bills, and God may tell me, hey, I want you to give that money to Sister, I, 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 I see the word hawk, I just say Sister Hawkins. Give that to Sister Hawkins. Well, I'm traveling to see Sister Hawkins, but in the midst of me traveling to see Sister Hawkins, I see one person. They look like they need, they they say they need help. They said they need help. Okay, so I'm giving them $10. I see somebody else. They said they need help. I give them $10. So I see nine other people, and out of them nine other people, I give I gave each one of them $10. And now I see Sister Hawkins. See the 10th person that I see. So God told me to give you some money. Here you go. I gave her the $10. Now, was I obedient or was I disobedient? I was disobedient. True, I gave her some money. I gave her $10. But God did not tell me to give her $10. God told me to give her the $100. That so happened to be 10 tens. You see how sometimes we end up, instead of going by the spirit of God, we end up going by our emotions. Because God told me, the spirit of God told me to help Sister Hawkins and give her money. But God did not tell me to give the other nine people that I ran into before Sister Hawkins the $10. In other words, I should have kept those other $90 and give exactly what God told me to give to that person. Because as we were like, well, at least I helped them, but you're still disobedient. Because what happened if she needed the whole $10? But you gave her 10 Okay, true. That's, that's more than what she had. But guess what? You were the one that was disobedient. What happened if you gave those nine people things that's going to contribute to their habits, ungodly habits? The $100 going to the kingdom of God through Sister Hawkins, you gave $90 going to the kingdom of the devil because they're going to do some devilment with their own money. And you gave 90 instead of the hundred to her. It sounds like, well, you know, God knows my intentions. God knows my heart. Yeah, your heart is disobedient. And this is not being harsh. This is just being realistic. Being It's being real. That's why it's so important for us to be able to listen to what God tells us. Specifically, God gave us specific answers. 
and we have to obey it specifically the way he told us, not trying to manipulate, not trying to alter what he told us, but do exactly what he told us. So in other words, with them nine other people, I should have said no. What if the devil sent those nine people to play or tug on my emotions, play with my heart to make me be disobedient over here? And he did. So that's why it's so important for us to really just understand. It's so important for us to understand that God wants us to consult him. And if someone wants us, just like I said, consult God, ask God, wait for his response. And remember this, whatever assignment God gives you or whenever God gives you an assignment, he gives you the resources for the assignment because he is the source of the resource as well as the source of the assignment. You understand that? God will always provide for the assignment that he gives you. In other words, there will be no out-of-pocket expense. There will be no out-of-pocket expense. Or I would say even if there is an out-of-pocket expense, God will always refund you Beyond what you gave, uh, I forgot. I forgot what it's called. Um, like when we at work, if something happened where we end up paying, what we have to do, we have to keep the receipt. We got to keep the receipt, so that way we can be reimbursed. And unlike God, when we deal with people. Or when we deal with a company or business, sometimes we have to wait when we turn in that receipt. Sometimes we have to wait for the next paycheck in order for them to add it to our our account. But when God tells you he want to reimburse you, he going to cut you a check right then and there. And he'll give you interest. That old saying, those that, you know, I'm a seventies kid. There's a saying that says you can't be God given no matter how much you try. So with that, it's so important for us to be able to examine everything. And also, like I said, we gotta count up the cost. Because like I said, if we take matters into our own hands, we're the one dealing with the consequences. Regardless if you think that, well, you know, um, my intentions are good. That's fine and dandy, but you're still disobedient. And what I found out, even even if you look at it from that point, partial obedience is still disobedience. Partial or half obedience is still disobedience. It's like you're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. There is no, well, almost pregnant or partial pregnancy. Either they're pregnant or they're not. And so with that, I hope that we have a better understanding of when to say yes and when to say no. When to make sure that we help. Understand when people want our help and understand when people don't want our help. Understand when people need a hand up or when people just need a let down. 
Sometimes we have to give people tough love. And that tough love is for their benefit as well as ours because we're raising people. We're raising our children to become independent. One of the things I'll say, maybe a little bit off the subject a little bit, but I had a conversation with my son. I always always talk to him. You know, it's not surprising to him when I end up sharing things with him. And the reason why I do that, and I'm going to tell you what I told him, and I want to share with you all. But the reason why I talk to my son a lot, number one, I refuse to be brother prater to the world and not be able to minister or even to give advice to my son. One of the things I always tell him, I said, Dad, love, I said, I love you with all my heart. But number one, I want to make sure that I tell him, and, t- and like I said, this is nothing against his mom. You know, his mom doing a great job and everything, but this is my part as a parent. So I don't like speaking up for anybody, but as my responsibility towards his, as a parent, I like to make sure, and I want to make sure, if anything ever happened to me, it could be where God called me to glory, or I become unable to do something. I want him to know enough from daddy where he could be able to live on the rest of his life. Also, the other part is, right now he's in my care. He'll be in my care or in my responsibility, let's just say, until he's 18. But understand, I'm not just raising my my son. I'm raising somebody's husband. That's the way I look at it. I'm raising, I'm, I'm grooming somebody's husband. I'm grooming my future daughter-in-law's husband. So I want to make sure that he's equipped. I want to make sure that I inst- in him, number one, biblical principles as well as practical principles. And also, I have to look at it that way because technically, let's just say if he gets married, and let's just say he gets married at the age of 18, and he end up living to be, let's just say, 100 years old. That means he's been in my care for 18 years. But he would be somebody's husband if him and his wife live, you know, stay together and live to be 100 years old. That means that he would be somebody's husband longer than he was in my care. He was, if he lived to be 100, he and his wife lived to be 100, and he they stay together, he would be her husband. For 82 years versus being in my care for 18 years. Something to think about. So it's my responsibility for the sake of God and for the sake of my future daughter-in-law that daddy do his part to instill. That's why I do what I do, point blank. And also be in a position where my son could be able to bless me. Bless his mom, bless his sister, bless his wife. You know, it was beautiful because I took him. I, I took him to um, movie trade. I took him to movie trade the other day, 
And those that know me, I'm a huge fan of super, uh, me, Spider-Man. But not only Spider-Man, I love Ultraman. Ultraman. Those that <laughs> those that know that that's that, that's an old movie. That's an old movie. It's it's it's. A, I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of it. But Ultraman. Oh my gosh. Ultraman. That was he was the man. Well. Um, he saw, he saw me with the, um, I was with him. And when I saw, when I was with him, we were talking and everything, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, he's like, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? I said, there's Ultraman. And he was like, who? Ultraman. I showed him the picture of Ultraman. I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like so I was like so out of it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is Ultraman. I'm gonna see if I can find yeah, Ultraman, yes. I'm gonna see if I can find a picture of it. I, I have it on my phone somewhere. I I took a picture of it and I sent it to my brothers and I sent it to somebody else. And they were like, What is that? I said, That's Ultraman. They're like Man, <laughs> but um, here it is. Here it is. Ultraman. Let me see if I can. Can you see? Yeah, Ultraman. Come to find out, it came out in '66, 1966. But as a kid, me and my sister used to watch it and all that. And here I am, a big kid again. He used to. <laughs> I was like, whoa. So when he saw Ultraman and I told him about it, what he wanted to do, I found the DVD. I found the DVD. Um, it was a DVD, the whole series, a four-disc CD, a DVD, a four-disc DVD, and they had it for six bucks. First of all, they had this doll. The doll was uh, $39. Uh, 20, uh, yeah, $39. It was $39. He was like, well, you want me to get it for you? Now my son is working. You want me to get it for you? There'll be a, a late Father's Day gift. I said, no, no, no. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I was just happy to see it. But when I saw the DVD, I'm like, oh, man, I got to get it. He wanted to buy it for his daddy. Man, look here. That almost made me shout up there and move a trade center. You hear me? But he wanted to do that for daddy. And the reason why he wanted to do that for daddy because that's the way that we raised him. And so with that, I was like, wow, Lord, thank you. So for even him offering to want to do that for his daddy, oh, that that brought life to my bones. And so with that, the children that we raised, and sure enough, I want to keep him under my arm, under my wing forever. But eventually, I'm helping him to create the opportunity for him to launch on and have his own nest. And so with that, true enough, you know, daddy going to have them conversation with him. You know, uh, I, that, that's something he knows regularly. And I don't, I don't mean it out of uh, hate or out of anger. I talk to him in, I talk to him out of love because I want him to be blessed. I want him to be prosperous. I want him to be responsible. I want him to be able to avoid some of the booby traps I'd have made. You know, my daddy said this growing up as a kid, and I'll take this to my grave. 
But my daddy said a wise man learned from his mistakes, but a wise man learned from somebody else's mistakes. And so I told him I want him to I want him to prosper. He he'll do my heart good, you know. And so, with that being said, I just I just had to share that. And so, as we get ready to pray, you know your needs, you know your concerns, and who knows, there may be people who may be watching this who may have a hard time telling people no. Some people are so used to saying yes, they don't know how to say no. But what you do is. You consult God. First of all, consult God. God going to give you the strength and the ability and the opportunity to say no. Also, practice in the mirror. When you say it, stick to it. When you say it, mean it. Hear everything out. Pray about discern. God will tell you, and he revealed to you, okay, this person, this person ain't selling wolf tickets. This person ain't crying wolf. This person really need help. Or this person, uh-uh, don't do it. Don't do it. They, they, ain't, they ain't changed. They don't have a repentant heart. They just trying to run game. Nope. Look here. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, I was one of the main ones. I didn't know how to say no, didn't want to say no. Now, shoot. I'll say no and won't, won't say, won't, look, won't even have given a second thought. I'll say no and walk off. Well, why, why? I don't know. You know, explanation. I said no. Ask somebody else. This ain't being harsh, but you got to understand who you're dealing with, too. So with that being said, you know your needs, you know your, your concerns. We're going to be able to give to God, give everything to him, and leave it with him. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God, ask you to forgive us if there's anything that's in us that's not like you, God. Forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God. Us right now, God, to consult with you in every area of our lives. We need your guidance and we, we need your direction. So, God, even in this situation, God, there are people, God, that we may have the intentions to help, God. We want to make sure that we're being a good steward. So, God, we ask you to help us right now, God, in who to assist and who not to assist, who to say yes to, who to say no to. So, God, even ask God to help us, God, to help us, God, to be able to use wisdom, God. Help us, God, to consult you in every area right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you give us the spirit of discernment right now, God. Help us, God, to understand uh, uh, the truth right now, God, in the midst of any falsehood, in the midst of any emotions right now in the name of Jesus. And we're buying everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God for answering our prayers, God. We thank you right now, God, for helping us, God, giving the, the strength, the encouragement right now that we need, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for even helping us, God, to not fall for the okie-doke fall on people's emotions right now, but God, being led by your spirit right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we hold up each and every person, God, who may be in the hospital room, God, even uh, uh, Pastor uh, Gray right now, God, hold him up before you before you right now, God. We know that you can do the impossible right now, God. So, God, we speak it right now, God, that you go to the hospital room right now, God, and do what you do best and be God. So, God, we speak, God, that you show up and show out right now, God, and encourage the family right now in the name of Jesus. Encourage the family, God. Help the family in this time right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And, God, we even speak, God, that you strengthen the church right now, God, in the name of Jesus, God. 
speaking to those who may be hurt, those who may be uh, in need of physical healing or emotional healing. Touch and heal their bodies. Touch and heal their emotions right now. In the name of Jesus, God. God, we speak, God, that you uh, um, uh, unconfuse that mind, God. That confused mind, we speak, God, that you bring stability and peace to that mind right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speak, God, for those who are bereaved, God, those who are grieving right now, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, that you be the comforter of all comforters, God, for that family, God, for any family who is grieving right now, God. God, we even speak of God, let justice prevail, even like whatever cold case, whatever unsolved mystery, unsolved murders, unsolved crimes right now, God. We speak in God that you expose God. God, we speak in God that you let truth come out right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be dealing with like a legal situation right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you come in, that you intervene right now, God. God, expose every lie and you come in with truth right now, God. Prevail right now, God, that you vindicate those who are Innocent behind bars, but God, even speaking right now, God, those who are guilty, God, we ask God to even bring them to justice right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for your blessed week, a prosperous week right now, not just financially, but even spiritually right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of you all for tuning in. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or if you just want to just get in contact with me, uh, feel free to catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P as in Paul, R-A, T as in Tom, E-R. Matter of fact, if you're able to see me, you know, uh, matter of fact, it's spelled right behind me. There are those who may not be able to see me. As I'm giving uh, my information, I'm going to go over here. I forgot to get this before my show started. But um, matter of fact, for those who may be uh, listening or watching, um, for my information, my name is Brother Prater, uh, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. Um, I send my daily devotions and also my videos. And also for those who may be uh, curious about my website, uh, you can catch me on my website at brotherprater.com. That's brotherprater.com. You will see my data devotions and videos as well as my personal appearances. Also, it's why I was coming over here to get this. I forgot to uh, get my book. But if you go to the store section on my website, you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God and Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men their responsibilities towards their families, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. But also, it's not just for men, but it's also for ladies. When we talk about um, the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, this current book, um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, this is a book uh, in tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater, who was tragically killed um, due to domestic violence. And um, I thank you all for, so much for y'all thoughts and prayers. And just know in the next couple of weeks, we'll be starting back 
with a book signing. I'm, I'm having a book signing uh, July 24th. July 24th, I'll be in Dallas, Texas. I'll be I'll be at the um, uh, Half High Bookstore off of 75. I'll be there from one to three. July 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Uh, feel free to give me a call. I give y'all my personal number. My number is two one four nine zero eight three zero five six. I thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in, and thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you, and good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.